Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The GW Show. My name is Marcus, the wonderful host, and always as, as the much better co-host over here, Mr. Dan Gonzalez. What is up, my dude? What's going on, brother? How you doing? Pretty good, man. Uh, dude, I have to tell you, bro, I played my first full 11v11 game of soccer the other day, and it did not go well. Matter of fact, it was probably worse than I imagined. But to be fair, out there's a disclaimer. The first time I, the last time I played before yesterday, was like two years ago. So, in that retrospective, not terribly upset about it, but it was still pretty bad. That always happens too. When you have like a long layoff, you got to get the legs back under you. Like, it's like your second or third game, and if you're if you're honestly still struggling after your second and third game, there you might have to, you know reevaluate yourself a little bit like i started at center back and then so we it's so with this league or whatever um it's full field but it's 25 minute halves right um oh god but uh well it's you got guys out there in their 30s and shit playing too and like i don't know why they do it but it's also like a club sport and it's still it's when you sign up as a new team um i believe i believe that the higher the division the longer the the longer the halves are um, so I believe the competitive division, I think, is the full 45 minute each. I think I could be wrong. I might just sign me up. Sign me up for that one. That's what I play now. Well, I did. We pl- so we played against it. Uh, we scr- It was a scrimmage, but it was the prep us and the competitive team. They had four. They had three three guys that were former D1 players and two girls that were former uh, college players as well. And um, we have. The girls that are team they they play college they played in college and they carried it pretty well. It's a co-ed. It's uh, I think it's six six guys four four girls. But anyways, started out center back and then moved to left back, and then I played CDM and then ended at striker. And I was like just everywhere. I was like I don't know what I'm doing here, but you guys are y'all gotta figure it out, bro. <laughs> but um, not I mean not too bad. It was I I had a lot of fun. I said I had an itch for a long time to do it. Finally got to do it. I was really happy, and I'm glad. And season starts in a couple of weeks. I'm just I'm excited, man. It's I can't awesome. play. But um, guys, yeah, we have yeah. a lot to talk about today. A lot, yeah. which is great because the time period before football season, there's always this like weird pause almost where some people struggle to find topics. But I tell you, man. We had a lot to, to go through. We actually almost had to cut some topics out because we felt like we might run too long on, on this segment. So, but yeah, yeah, no, it's been – we definitely have a great flow of um, topics and everything and obviously a great flow of news circulating in the great world of sports. Um, you know, I've honestly – dude, I had such a wild sports weekend, and I think you can – you could probably put two and two together, what I'm going to be talking about. Mm. How, you know, the Yankees go from walking off to losing to getting no hit to then walking off again. I was like, I was like, what the heck? <laughs> I'm like, what the hell just happened? We did not lead for a single moment in that series, and they still walked away with a 2 2 split. Yeah. I, and I, I that, love baseball. That man. is the definition of that is the definition of one, I think the Yankees are just that damn good. Mm-hmm. And two, like you know, like John Sterling says, it's baseball that's baseball, Susan. <laughs> Pretty much, man. And I th- I think you shared this on on uh, social media as well, bro. 
Um, you can always correct me if I'm wrong if on this, but uh, the Red Sox are 18 and four in June and only moved up half a game in the division against the Yankees. Yep. Uh, yeah, something like that. It was like 18 or 4 and 19 and 4, but they only moved up a half game. That is absolutely insane. I don't know. I don't I don't know how like any month, any team where you go 18, 19 and 4 is a W, is an absolute fantastic thing. But to do it and only move up half a game, it's like when you pretty demoralizing. Like, yeah, you're like, so what do we do? Like <laughs> Because the thing is, is, they're still behind Toronto and Tampa in the division. Like it's literally like you know, it's the Yankees. I think the Red Sox might be. In, I think the Red Sox might be in third. They're in third or second. They're like bouncing between second and third. I know the Rays kind of like tailed off a little bit. They're. I mean, they're. It's, um, it's really close between second to fourth, and then like, yeah. and then Baltimore's Baltimore. You Dude, know what I mean? And you know, Baltimore is not even playing that bad. Yeah, they're not. They're. Yeah. they're they're thirty-four and forty, which is way better than I anticipated. And they're actually, I mean, it, dude, they have a four fifty-nine winning percentage, which is really not terrible. Like they would be, they would be third place in the American League Central, and they would be tied for fourth in the AL West. Like that's pretty damn good. It's still definitely better than a couple. And of like, uh, I, don't I guess know you have it's... Toronto. Yeah, Toronto, Tampa are tied for third. The Red Sox are in second. But the Red Sox are 11 games behind the Yankees. Yeah, the, essentially the the AL East is playing for a wild card. Unless something crazy happens in the next couple of months. But, you know, hey, it's not how you start. You know, it's how you, everybody says you got to have that hot streak going into September. And if you're hot in September, you're probably going to be the team that's going to win it all. Trust me, there's there's a team I already have circled that I think is gonna break out in the all after the All Star break, and yeah. they're gonna, I think they they scare me honestly. Yeah. But they haven't hit their stride yet. But speaking of All Star break, mm-hmm. I have a problem. Oh, what's, what's that? Major man? problem. Let's take it to the table. What, what we got going on, bro? I'm tired of fan voting in any All Star game when it comes to baseball and basketball, which are arguably the two most, you know, prominent all-star games, the ones that I'll actually sit down and watch, you know, and no one gives two shit bowl and, you know, hockey's made their all-star game a little bit fun with like a tournament style between like the divisions and whatnot. But, you know, I'm, I'm still trying to get myself back into hockey, by the way, shout out Colorado avalanche. Congratulations on a, uh, dethroning the two time defending champions. Um, there's a lot but, of salty I, fans down here in Tampa. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> well, I mean, the, I mean, you had the three blind mice at referee last night, but I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> um, but like, I'm, I'm the the second the second uh, results were in for the Amer- for the uh, All Star game for baseball, okay. and I'm looking through the ballot, and there is a Blue Jays player in at least a top two or three in every single position in voting. And then I look at their roster and then I look at their record and I'm like, there's no way. Alejandro Kirk is having a phenomenal year. I'll give him that, but he's a DH. He's not even behind the plate half the time. Okay. They get, that's why they call Gabriel. That's why they called up Gabriel Moreno. So he could be the catcher. You put Kirk at DH and then, you know, whenever Danny Jansen comes back, I assume Gabriel Moreno goes back to triple A. Uh-huh. Matt Chapman is batting. I think like 219. Santiago Espino has no business being even mentioned as an all-star. 
Like I'm, I'm just going through their team. Uh, Vladdy Jr. He's gonna make it because he's popular. Um, Bo Bichette's batting two fifty six. Uh, Tay Oscar's batting two forty nine. Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Maybe I'll give him the nod. He's batting two eighty one. He's having a decent year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Kevin Bijou's batting two eleven. You know, like I, I don't, I don't get it. Like I really, I don't get it. And I, I don't know if like the Blue Jays fans are like spamming their, you know, you're allowed like thirty, you're allowed to vote five times a day and like thirty times max for the whole time. Like something, something has to change because there's other deserving players in those positions that should be at the All Star game. Like at third base, I would rather have DJ LeMahieu or Alex Bregman at third base, not fucking Matt Chapman. He's not that good. Right. He's a good def- he's a good defender when it comes to the plate. He's subpar at best. Yeah. And then you have Jose Ramirez, who's arguably one of the best players in baseball. Like, he should have no competition at third base. And same thing, you know, same with Rafael Devers. Those two guys should have no competition between them two going to start for the American League, in my opinion. Well, right now, as of today, uh, Jose Ramirez has 1.2 mil votes. Rafael Devers is 1.185, and then Matt Chapman is just shy of 700,000. So while they're like how, yeah, I, I honestly, when you, especially when you put the comparison of uh, DJ LeMayu with four hundred eighty-six thousand and Bregman with four hundred one, um, I don't know. Like you said, I don't know how much like with the fan voting. Like I'm assuming that you say that you know the Blue Jays fans are doing something like this because, um, like you said, there's literally a Blue Jays player in pretty much every single position out there and that's kind of intriguing to see um but also i mean like right i think for the outfield let me let me go to the outfield real quick i have the list sitting right here in front of me but i believe that um george springer yeah george springer is uh representing the blue jays in the outfield for them i don't think he's doing terrible per se i, I wouldn't say he's doing bad but um, who's sixty? Yeah, I mean you got Judge, which of course he's probably going to lead all votes anyways. Um, he should um, captain this team, right? Yeah, <laughs> but but like Mike Trout is number two. Um, he's he's come back since that crazy slump he was on when they were, yeah. you know, I mean when they were on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. But then I mean Taylor Ward has been playing very well for the Angels, and he's fifth. John Carlos Stanton's fourth. Uh, he just hit a home run not too long ago. Yeah, Damn. he's starting to get his pop going again. I mean, at this point, I'm pretty positive that every game I'm gonna I'm gonna see one to two. I I feel like, feel like this Yankees team is gonna absolutely shatter the MLB home run record by a team. I, I feel like every game they hit one to two. I, I, they have. I mean, right now they're right now they're down five to three to Oakland. Don't it was just one 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 bad inning by uh by Monty, and that was it, honestly. Um, but I think Stanton went yard and Rizzo. Yeah, Stanton and Rizzo so far have home runs for the Yankees. So Dan, my question is: is let's say, you know, for shits and giggles, let's say they come out next year and they say, all right, starting twenty twenty three, uh, fan voting will not be the reason for uh, players to get into the Hall of Fame, or not the Hall of Fame, but into the All-Star game. 
Um, how do you think that that should play? Do you think maybe like, let's say whatever the fan votes are, it's like a percentage of what the total vote should be. Let's say, um, and then like the writers and coaches do the rest, or what do you think yeah, they need to I do? Think, I, don't, I think fan voting needs to be held to a minimum. Like it's, you can put your two cents in, but it's not going to decide who's going to the all-star game. Like, Hey, thanks for I your opinion, think, but we don't give a shit. <laughs> Yeah, it's basically it's like it's like basically voting for the president of the United States. Your vote really doesn't count. It's up to the electoral college. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's I mean that's a that's a fair point. Like, you think there should be like an all star committee kind of thing that like ev- like it changes yeah, I, kind of all time. Yeah, like I think there should be I think there should be either a representative of each organization, or you know at least maybe one two to three beat writers or writers from like major publications across the country uh-huh. and all those guys come together and they they tally up the fan voting and then their voting which i think would be more heavily weighted and then using some sort of you know maybe analytical data or some mathematics you decide okay because aaron judge is okay aaron judge is a bad example because he'll he's going to lead all voters so I'll 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 do the I'll do Devers versus Jose Ramirez. That's, that'll be a good one. So say the fans vote Devers, but the media votes Jose Ramirez. If you take how many people in the media voted for Jose Ramirez, and you take like a percentage of the ballot number for Devers, mm-hmm. whatever average is out to be the highest, I think that's who the starting third baseman should be. Yeah. Okay. Once you once you like once you like multiply percentages and like you know you do like your own weighted scale and whatnot, whoever you know whoever it is, you know gets it. That's just the way it should be because you have there there's there's no reason for every single Blue Jays player to be near the top of because the only thing you right now you're just fucking with them because you have someone like I said Santiago Espino has no reason being near the all-star ballot and he's probably pretty pumped up that he's getting all the love and votes. But then when it comes to the actual selection show, he's obviously not going to be a starter. And then when it comes to the reserves, he's not going to be a reserve. So like, like, like vote, vote realistically. Like, like Fernando Tatis Jr. Has not played a single game this year and he's fifth in shortstop voting in the national league. Like that's obscene. Yeah, dude. I'm. I, now, I totally we have internet. Tr- there's trolls out there and shit. Like I, I get people trolling for fun, but like, you know, you're you're ruining a really. I love I love watching the All Star game. It's actually I think base like I said, baseball and basketball are the two All Star games I will sit down and watch. And you know, seeing fan voting the way it is, it's it's awful. Like one time in the NBA, I think. I think Boban Marjanovic was leading votes in center because people thought it was funny, and the NBA actually had to step in and be like, "Yo, I'm like that." They're like, "That's no, we're not doing this." Yeah, that. Yeah, I, I remember when that happened, man. Or like, um, I think it was a few years or right before Kobe retired too. I think Kobe was like leading the entire league in votes, and they were like, "You know, he has a torn Achilles, right?" They're like, "Yeah, we don't care." Then, yeah, like it's just come yeah. on, man. Like I, yeah, like I enough is enough. With that, I, I definitely understand. I mean, it's also it's also a game that where like fans like to come through and the players like to kind of relax and chill out. And they don't have to go through like, their same, you know, regimen when they when it has uh, you know as far as games go. 
Um, so I get why the fan aspect is in there, but as you said, you know, if you are allowed to vote 30 times, like consistently, I mean, you're going to continue doing the same thing to, to, you know, those are rookie numbers, bro. You got to bring them up kind of thing. But, um, I, uh, I think what they should do is like you said, have a weighted scale for the starters and then maybe like the reserves could be just a hundred percent fan votes or something. Cause you gotta like the fans have to get something like they want. Cause like, Oh, well they don't care about us and the all-star game is going to die just as quick as the pro bowl did. So I, I don't know how, how to fix that. Good. A good alternate is you take, I would say for the positions, not in the, I would say the infield positions, uh-huh. what, the rioters and MLB should do is take the top five in statistical categories, and those are the only five players you can vote for to get into the All Star game. Okay. And the outfield make it ten. Put the ten best All Star out. Put the ten current best outfielders in terms of like like you know get the analytics guys involved and everything. Put all the data together and give me the ten best outfielders and the top five of each infield position, and those are the only people that qualify for the for the uh, All-Star Game ballot. Like, for like for some... I don't know why Tatis Jr. is even on the ballot. Do you? He's think, not going to be playing the game until August. Do you think... <laughs> I, I probably... You're, I'm going to know the answer to this. Do you think they should do... like? Remember when the NFL did... like like They drafted teams? Do like you think they should do something like that? Like how NBA doesn't narrow like the, the top two vote getters in the yeah, each. Yeah, the, how the NBA does it. Maybe like try it a year and see what happens. Like, what's the worst that's going to happen? You know what I mean? That's a that's, that's a lot. That's gonna be a long fantasy draft, though. I mean, shit. I mean, you and I, I look. I think that would be kind of cool to to see at least just one time kind of thing, but not okay. I think. Oh, what would it? What would it be? Judge versus who? Goldschmidt. Uh, ju- I think it would be. Judge versus Mookie or something. Let's see, Judge versus Mookie. That'd be pretty cool. I said I'm all for anything changing, but like they have to, they have to figure something out because, like I said, there's no reason that there's a Blue Jays player in every single position. I think in the I top th- three of votes. I think a I think an All Star Game draft for baseball, but just to see one time, would be kind of cool though. Like I mentioned, they do it for basketball, or the NBA. They do it for the NFL. For basketball the, Bowl. One. the the NFL did it, and it was like the Pro Bowl already sucks, but it was kind of cool to see like teams do that. I mean, they already do it essentially for golf, kind of thing. They do it for oh, the Ryder Cup, basically. Yeah, they do it for wrestling. You know, smack. They, they do the SmackDown versus Raw type of you know drafts to see who goes who goes where, right? Yeah. So I mean, it's it's been around for a while. Like the draft style doesn't exactly go away. Um, and you could just have it doesn't have to be National League versus American League. It could be Team Judge versus Team Mookie. And just make why, let me let me let me ask you this: Why do you, why does the Pro Bowl suck? I it, I think it's because it, there's just no like in basketball 
in in baseball, you still have to have some effort. You know what I mean? And I think like if I you, used to like it in baseball, where the you, you play the All Star game and the winning league gets home for the advantage of the World Series. Yep. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, that was that was make them play for something. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent, you should do that. But like football, like the thing is, is like in football that it happens the week after the Super Bowl, so all the players that are that would be n- normally Pro Bowlers wouldn't be there. It's but that was the week before, isn't it? Uh, now, now it is, or either way, it was before, or after, but obviously for the Super Bowl, you're not going to be there. Um, nobody, they don't, they don't do any tackling. They just two hand touch it. There's no blocking. There's no like it. And you could def- definitely tell that it's a snooze fest to watch. More people care about like the, um, like the, the games and stuff like that than anything else. And it's so bad. It's so bad now, man, that they're just talking about getting rid of the Pro Bowl overall. Like, Good. People just don't care about it. Even the players are like, I don't want to go here. Like, why would I play in a pointless game and hurt and potentially hurt myself? And it means nothing. So they they would rather just play like you know like the exhibition stuff that you see, and maybe like sign some autographs and kind of like hang out, and just kind of relax with like fans and stuff like that, versus suiting up and playing and all that sort of stuff. So, but I think we kind of got our point yeah, across with the uh, the All Star Game, dude. Mm-hmm. I, I think that at the, at the end of the day, baseball does need to change something. Uh, we don't know what they need to change, but I think if enough people complain. You know, the squeakiest wheel is the one that gets fixed. And I think that more people need to be like, look, man, this is a problem. And uh, it won't become a problem until it's too late. But uh, speaking of problems, bro. I agree. Speaking of problems, man. um, Deshaun Watson, uh, his suspension hearing is going to be tomorrow or technically today if you're listening live on Spotify. But, um. Uh, the suspension hearing is listed for Tuesday. Um, as of right now, uh, from what I'm seeing, they're looking for an indefinite suspension that is a minimum of one year with also the possibility of pushing his contract back starting a year is from what I saw. Now, if you see something different, please let me know. But basically, this year would be kind of null and void. The next year, his first eligible season is when he'll make like his $1 million base. And then the following after that is when he starts making that massive amount of money. Um, I, I'm not really, I had, what's that? I had read something that they were, that he was still owed like his 40 some odd million. I'm not sure if that's like a, like a, like a satire, like post or something. I'm not sure if that was true or not. Uh I doubt it. So I'm pretty sure the minute, the minute that suspension comes out, Based on the length of it, I fully expect the Cleveland Browns to void the whole contract. That, if it's lengthy, if it's a very lengthy suspension, I fully expect Cleveland to void the contract, and they're just going to have to go in the season with Baker Mayfield and Jacoby Brissett in the quarterback room. Yeah, man. I mean, they had made a plan when they signed Watson. They made a plan that obviously Baker Mayfield is no longer going to be the quarterback. They made a plan that they're going to move on from him regardless of what happens with Deshaun Watson. The contract structure already shows that they were kind of already prepared for something to happen for at least a year. Um, 
And I, again, with all of this happening, bro, let's say that this does say, you know, the NFL comes out and says, all right, Deshaun Watson is suspended for a year. What? Not good enough. Not good enough? No. He needs the, he needs the Trevor Bauer suspension as a minimum. Or it's uh, two, year, two years. Suspension. Two years. Or he needs to be indefinitely suspended. Okay. Like they, I, I don't, I don't, I, truthfully, I don't want a number. I want tomorrow on Bleacher Report. Yeah, I'm assuming sometime maybe before lunchtime on the East Coast or late afternoon on the East Coast. I want a Bleacher Report update saying that the NFL and the NFLPA have agreed that Deshaun Watson is to be indefinitely suspended from the NFL. He's no, he is not allowed to participate in any team-related activities until everything is resolved, including the civil cases. Um, you know, every little ounce of legality that he is dealing with needs to be settled before he even steps foot on a football field. And I'm, honestly, I think by then, his career is going to be tarnished. He won't be able to come back. I mean, that's, those are all fair points. I, it honestly, is. Bro, I saw something today. I saw something today. Um, I'm just going to apologize to the to the listeners right now because this is going to this is very um. I would say this is a very extremely inappropriate. Um, lawsuit reveals Deshaun Watson humped tables during massages and left a quote-unquote wet spot. Like this guy's disgusting. Yeah, this dude's got a problem. This dude's this dude's fucking sick. Yeah, I I don't I, I don't I don't know like. The thing is, I don't know how you would allow that in a locker room. Like I, like I don't, I, I don't want him to be my teammate. Right. Like, dude, you, you are, you are a sexual predator. Imagine if I have like why, like my wife in the locker room and shit. Like, I'm, I'm a little uncomfortable around you right now, dude, because you obviously can't contain yourself. I mean, to be, I think the crazier part of all of this is like the Texans' involvement in all of it, like. They just got their loss today. Yeah, I saw reading it. They, they, the Texans were sued for allegedly enabling former quarterbacks' behavior during during the, the sessions. For, but oh my goodness, that franchise, franchises, they're so screwed. <laughs> like, I mean, like it's it's just like holy shit. Like it's one of those things. They're gonna wait, have some major I'm, sanctions put against them. Owner, the owners might they might force the owner to sell the team. Which will be the best thing for that organization? Yeah, it's like, damn, like you know, we had that con- we had that conversation. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. I'm just. Well, remember, since that conversation, Dan Snyder is. I think he's been forced to sell the team. Dan Snyder has. I saw that. The- I, I I want to say something's in the works now where he has to be like he has to be removed. Hold on, I'm 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 gonna look this up while we're doing this because that that wasn't. Um. Oh, it's basically he's um, Dan Snyder was uh, subpoenaed and they're like he's basically refusing to to go to it. Uh, essentially, he's he's out of the country right now. Like he he's out of the country while they're asking for him to you know to basically speak on all this. Um, you yeah. should stay there. He definitely needs to get rid of that friend. That's that is an owner as well that needs to be gone. Like, ASAP. See you later. But my God. Oh, yeah. No. Um, digressing from the point. Um, like I said, 
I, this is where, like I said, I had my rant about the whole situation like two or three weeks ago on the yep. podcast. Mm-hmm. This is where the NFL needs to make it right. And as it, it, this needs to be essentially. Throw the, yep. Throw the book, the, the hammer, the, the judge's gavel, throw everything, including the kitchen sink, at Deshaun Watson tomorrow at his hearing. The thing is, they, is um, everybody. Have, they have to set the precedent now. Yeah. They have to set the precedent now. Like, this is where. You know, we're waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, and now we're finally putting him in front of the committee for his suspension. This is where the NFL can get it right and be like, you know what? You are the poster boy for sexual misconduct, and we're going to, you know, we're, we're going to take this as serious as possible. You're done. They need to set the bar so high that I hope in the future other players look at it, and when they're tempted to do something terrible to a woman, you think about it. Deshaun Watson just got, you know, X Y Z punishment. I you know, agree. do you really want to? Do you really want to be considered a predator and never play the sport that is putting food on your family's table? Yep, hundred percent agree, man. I hundred percent agree. So all eyes will be on that tomorrow. Um, I mean, there also could be a. Um, a delay in it. It could be Wednesday. It could be Thursday. They could take multiple days on it. And we get it next week. I mean, you never know how tomorrow's going to go. You just, you just don't. Um, but speak- sure. you're absolutely right. I, like I said we pray for, I, I we pray for justice. Right. I, I agree with you, bro. But speaking of tomorrow, man. Speaking of tomorrow, let's round of applause for the United fans. Positive, positive, positive shit going on with uh with the Red Devils, bro. Um, very. Big big steps going forward, potentially finalized for when this goes live. Uh, Frankie de Jong to Manchester United. Pretty much all but Fabrizio confirmed. Um, brother, man, how do you feel about old Frankie going to United? Um, I'm a little... I'm, I'm a little skeptical. I does... Because I said, I don't, I don't think he wants to... I don't think he wants to be at United, but I think with Ten Hag and his former coach being there, I think he's going to be okay with the move. He's been very adamant with, you know, he doesn't hate United, but, like, he loves Barca. Like, he loves it there. But, you know, unfortunately, Barca's in a position now where, like, they need to start recouping some money to just get themselves out of the hole they dug themselves into. And if you can sell one of your midfielders where... Barca has a surplus of, and you can sell one for $80 million, you go ahead and do it. <laughs> um, yeah. Last I read, last I read, a f- I would say maybe about an hour before we went on the air, I forget what journalist wrote it, but the journalist wrote that Frankie de Jong is actually in contact with Manchester United on discussing salary. So positive, he's actually starting to come around to the idea that or to the reality that he's going to probably be a United player by the weekend, maybe early next week. And then United can kind of shift their focus onto other people like Anthony or Lissandro Martinez from Ajax too. So I said, I'm, I'm excited for, it. I think, you know, putting Frankie in the midfield with Bruno Fernandes, that's a huge, huge, huge boost for the midfield. And, you know, must to feed them, someone else to feed Ronaldo. Yeah, I agree, man. Um, and it's also really hard because, like I said, Frank Frankie is a huge fan of Barcelona, but 
Barcelona is not a huge fan of Frankie. And that is, uh, I think, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, um, one of Xavi's requests for the transfer market, he was wanting to kind of like, Frankie's not really in his plans. And the thing is, is like you had mentioned. Which is wild, by the way. Yeah, I mean, but the guy. He's one of, he's one of this in the world you got it but you got to you got to respect the decision man because the thing is is how well and how quick and when i mean quick like we're talking amazon prime quick how yeah. on the turnaround of that man he came in and immediately overnight immediately turned the that club around because that club was struggling i mean they were it was it was pathetic to watch but they they the barcelona's very young they've got what they want to do and their focus is selling Frankie and they want to get a veteran presence in Lewandowski. That is like their goal. They want a Benzema esque forward. They've got the wings they want. They've got, they've got a, they've, they've, they've got a vision and he's just not part of it, which is, I mean, it happens even if you're a great player, it's just, it just happens to be that way. And like you said, he's coming around to United. United loves him, wants to have him on board. And I think a part two is, is United's not going to be in the Champions League next year. And that really, to recruit good players, that is something if you don't have on the table, it's a problem. And especially when there's other clubs out there doing so much better who can afford you and are going to be at the Champions League. Um, so I am glad to see that, like I said, it's coming around him and Bruno playing in the midfield will be great. Um, Anthony is probably going to be the next target for United. And I hope that they works sl- out. They slapped, they slapped a crazy price tag on Anthony. Yeah. Cause they, cause, cause Anthony's name has been tied to United for like three months now. And they're like, they slapped eighty million dollars on him. I'm like, dude. I'm like, that eighty million can go get me like two or three other players. I can do just as good as he does. Yep. And I'm, I'm hoping they don't get too tunnel vision on that. There are probably gonna be a couple clubs out there who will who will submit that price tag, um, like Liverpool and Chelsea. They probably could do that. Uh, honestly, um, they could afford that and would be completely fine with paying that. But I think United, especially with them only having 300 million to use you don't want to use 165 million between two players when you've got so much more you need to replace so much more and um you've still got to worry about depth too i mean if you if you don't you can't just have 11 players and then go all right well whoever we got on the bench is i mean that's it that's it that's not how that works it's not how you build a great club you still have to have you know at least one one or two forwards and at least two to three diff- midfielders that you know at any point can go in and still do and still do their their job and right now i mean united's depth is is awful and i i know they can't get rid of harry Maguire, but god that would be a great early christmas present if, if harry even Maguire... barso even barso barso's like look 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 we'll, we'll we'll give you frankie just don't let that man get near our team <laughs> <laughs> Like how about because they offered Harry him? They offered him in the deal. They're like, "Yo, you can take Harry Maguire, and we'll give you fifty for Frankie, like sh- straight up." And like they're like, "Look," because Barso's hesitant at first to not sell Frankie, but then when 
when United came with that, they're like, look, 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 we'll give you Frankie. Just don't let that man get near us. Like, <laughs> shout out to Harry, Mag- shout out to Harry Maguire for being a negotiating tool like that. Good for him, man. He finds something right. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh my God, dude! Can you? Imagine? Wow. Okay, so the Yankees just the Yankees once again just came all the way back, and now they're in the lead. That sounds about right, man. Sounds like every other game. Does. Oh, they just don't. They <laughs> just me. don't want to lose. You know? Okay, so I know different a crazy stat, uh, crazy stat, and I, I read it today. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Yankees are twenty-two and twenty when they're trailing in any game this season. Mm-hmm. The next team is nine games below five hundred in that exact same stat. Mm-hmm. That's freaking wild. That's a, that is. A <laughs> All right, bro. Um, so we have covered two big topics. Or I'm sorry, three big topics. Three, three big topics. We're finally, you're, we're finally on track. <laughs> we are on track. I love how like we just like you know we kind of like go into a little path, and sometimes we go left, a little bit of right. Like if we if we if we veer off a little bit too much, we're like, hey, hey, we got to come back to this this path we got going on. If we, if we go back to left field, we try to talk about the the topic description. I have to get, yeah. I had to, to get the transcript just to make sure I can see what we got going on, just so I don't, I don't forget it. But um, so Dan, this this week, um, so a couple, a few days ago, obviously, or last week was the NBA draft. Um, kind of, how you put it, what was projected was where most people were gonna go. Um, there was a couple trades that kind of kicked in, um, like. You know, Kemba Walker to Detroit to to the Pistons, but already like as soon as that happened, a buyout is going to be made, so that's not really going to happen. Um, Detroit did pretty well. And, and, uh, no, I'm sorry, I actually have some breaking news oh. in the NBA world. Okay, all right, breaking news. Finally, 10:01 p.m. on uh, Monday night, by the way. So finally, right? Finally, we don't have the cursed news happening after we log out. Okay. Uh, so John Wall has successfully negotiated his buyout with the Houston Rockets, and he fully intends to sign with the Los Angeles Clippers when free agency opens up. Oh, man! So the Clippers, the Clippers, big three of John Wall, Kawhi, and Paul George. Very interesting. All three of them will definitely be hanging out with each other when they're hurt. So congratulations, Clippers! You guys. Did a great job. <laughs> the team, the load management Clippers. The Los Angeles Cripples. Got it. Let's go, guys. Hey, y'all are doing great things over there. But hey, I mean, that obviously, if you can get a John Wall that plays 20, 30 games, um, John Wall when healthy has been. A, I mean, he's he's still a great player. When the problem is, is he's just health was always the issue. Like it honestly was. I mean, he's he's still what he's only what 30, 33? Like he's thirty two, thirty three. I could be wrong here with that. Yeah, I don't know what I I don't know what his age is, but my thing is with John Wall, um, he's 31, so he still has a lot left in the tank, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Um, but with John Wall, with like those constant leg injuries, that explosiveness has to be gone. Well, he didn't play last year, right? Or the year before. So I mean, if you're talking two years out of the two years removed from 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 professional basketball. Like your legs should be good to go. Like it's not going to be a hundred. He's not going to be the same guy. But Clay Thompson was two years removed from professional basketball, and still looked great, even though he didn't look hundred percent. He still looked great. You know what I mean? And his role, his role as 
you know, with the Clippers will not be the same as it always has been from his entire career. So I, it could work out. I mean, it's, it's a win-win for the Clippers. I think it's a good move. Um, you're getting a, 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 if, you know, if he's healthy, you could get an all-star po- uh, point guard. If he's not healthy and you have issues with it, guess what? You paid, you paid vet minimum for him. So, yeah. And, um, you know, and, you know, keeping on the, you know, the, uh, the train of, uh, guys who barely play, uh, Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving has been, uh, essentially trolling everyone in the media fan bases across the NBA all to, I would say what Marcus, maybe three or four hours ago, he tweeted out saying that he was opting in to his deal with the Nets at $36, $37 million. After, you know, there's a whole bunch of memes going around that, you know, we're all watching the, you know, the Nets implode before our eyes. But I don't think the saga's done. I really don't. He opted in, but I don't think he stays. I think he's going to still seek – I still think he's going to seek a sign-and-trade. He opted into that money because he knows he's not going to get that type of money in the open market, especially with – and I'm going to clarify this. I love Kyrie the player. Kyrie the player is one of my favorite players in the NBA. And I will say that every single day. Kyrie the person is detrimental. And you just he's so unstable. You don't know what he's going to do next. He could give you 60 games a year. Or last year for Brooklyn, he's really strong on the vaccine mandate. And he didn't play until late in the year. And I think that really costed them late in the season because he didn't have the fresh, you know, he didn't have the game speed. And then, you know, they obviously went up against the, you know, the the Eastern Conference champion Boston Celtics. And uh, an interesting story I read, it's actually really funny. Um, so the relationship between Kyrie Irving, I'm, I'm, I'm not, this is not me, this is not my narrative, this is, I'm reading this out loud from Twitter. Relationship between Kyrie Irving and Steve Nash is quote-unquote irreparable. BSS tells Winhurst ESPN, Brian Winhurst. Irving and Nash got into late March incident where Irving asked if he could see Kobe's MVP trophies during a team dinner at Steve Nash's home. What? That's disrespectful as shit. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah, because I'm like... Oh my god! I love your reaction. I love your reaction. You're like, what? <laughs> I was like, what, dude? That's extremely disrespectful. Imagine going to that man's house and going up to his competitive rival, or saying his competitive rival out like in his home, and basically like, yo, where's Kobe's rings? Where's his Where's his MVP MVP? Uh, trophies at my god, man. That Steve Nash. That Steve Nash had. That's. I just saw too, bro. Since uh, Kyrie Irving's been playing with the Nets, he's played 116 games and he's missed 130. So it's yeah, and, almost 50 50. And like this, like like, and there's Nets fans celebrating that he opted in. I'm like, you guys just realize what just happened. Not only did he fuck your cap room, he's not going to play more than half the games. You're paying 37 million dollars for a rental. Yeah. Like, do you not realize you just damaged your cap room? 
and you're, you may not be able to sign other players. And if you do sign other players to a substantially large contract, because I see their name tied to DeAndre Ayton, you're going to have three massive contracts on your books, and you haven't addressed your biggest need, which is depth, which is what ruined you guys in the playoffs, depth and length. The length part, if you get DeAndre Ayton, congratulations, you just figured it out. You got the length part down. But then the bench, Nicholas Claxton is leaving. Uh, Joe Harris is coming off a torn ACL. Mm-hmm. He may not be back before, you know, beginning of the year. Seth Curry is a good role player. LaMarcus Aldridge, I don't think he can play anymore. Uh, Blake Griffin is not Blake Griffin anymore. Like, they have like they have so many needs to address. And I think I bet you the front office, when they got the news that he was opting in, I bet you Sean Marks was like, fuck. Like he just kind of fucked our our because he just fucked our offseason up because if you trade if you trade Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, you can get so many pieces in return where you may actually I wouldn't say contend, but you're definitely a playoff team. You'll yeah. get a lot of assets in return. I think so too. I mean, but the only team right now, as of today, um, has seeked interest in Kyrie and sign and trade is the Lakers, which is still kind of funny as shit, honestly, because it could be a Kyrie Irving for Russell Westbrook, so we could see LeBron and Kyrie and then Russell and KD kind of thing again. <laughs> so, and it would have been even better if they if the Nets would have been able to keep James Harden because it would have been Harden, KD, and Westbrook. <laughs> been like what? What the hell is going on here? Did we just go back in time to 2012? Oh, so breaking news, LeBron James to the Miami Heat now, right? <laughs> Sign me up, dude. Yeah, no shit. But, I'll, um, I'll do that. I'll do that again. I, I mean, I, dude, I, I mean, depending on what happens with the Lakers, man, there is, I think that could ha- it could happen. After this year, if the Lakers don't do anything, there is a chance that could happen. I know he loved the Miami organization. I know he absolutely loved yeah. it, adored it, and Heat fans loved him to death. So I don't know. It's possible, bro. I'm not saying it's zero percent chance. You never, you just never know with him. But um, uh, so far as of today, again, biggest names in free agency. I'm gonna kind of go ahead and uh, I'll just say, I'll basically what I basically say is um, stay like they'll stay with the same team. Well, resign with the same team or or um, leave, and then you could kind of make it. Let's let's do. Wait, do you have the list in front of you? Yep, the biggest names of free agency. Sure. Okay, let's make this fun. Let's let's make this fun. Put say let's just go through a handful of players, and I will tell you where they're going. Okay. I'll predict. I'll I'll predict. I'll predict where they're going. Okay, so I'm gonna. I'm just going. Honestly, by next. Yeah, because I think what next week is. Our next recording is actually on the fourth of July. Yep. So maybe by then we'll have a go. I'm a, the way NBA free agency works. I think everyone will be signed by then. <laughs> so we might have to do another episode, just depending on how how big this how big free agency is. Uh, free agency starts also June 30th at 6 p.m. Eastern time. So that's actually in a oh, couple yes. in, in a couple days. Home. This Thursday. I'll be home from work. Yep. 6 Fuck. p.m. Oh, right. me and Scotty. Me and Scotty will be recording uh, right on Squared Circle at that time, yeah, so uh, uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> All right, bro. Okay, first three names I see on this list, right? All right. Okay. Zach Levine, James Harden, Miles Bridges. Uh, Zach Levine, 
re-signs in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Who was the other one? I'm sorry, James Harden. Yeah, so Zach Levine, um, if he re-signs, would be a could be a five-year max deal for 212 million dollars. Uh, James Harden has a 47.4 million dollar player option. Um, yeah, he's opting in. He's, he's staying in Philadelphia. He could um, um, obviously could do sign and trades as before. Um, I don't think he. I think they're gonna sign him to a short. They're gonna, he's gonna opt in, and maybe add a two-year extension to that deal with like a with another opt-out involved. I think he sign. I think he stays in Philadelphia. Miles Bridges, I think, ends up with the Detroit Pistons. Miles Bridges to the Pistons. Yeah, so I think the Miles, Hornets are fed up with his, with his immaturity. Miles Bridges is a restricted free agent, so they could obviously match. Um, according to Bleacher Report, as you mentioned, the Pistons. Um, the Pistons are the number one candidate to sign him, and the Pacers are are a, a close second um, to going after Miles Bridges. Um, I'm going to say I think that Zach Levine stays too. I think that what Chicago had going on before they had the injuries of Zach, or just the injuries overall. Uh, I think that Zach Levine is going to sign. He's still young. He's 27 years old. Uh, there's not really a whole lot of teams out there that like he would make them better overnight if he like they signed the max deal. I think Chicago is a great place for him. Um, I'm going to say that that uh, James Harden. Opts out and and goes into free agency. I think, or if he does opt in, he's going to do a sign and trade. I don't think Philadelphia is where he wants to be. I don't think that Philadelphia wants James Harden. I I don't think so. He just he didn't look good at all last year with Philadelphia. It it was very. Un- He's a shell of himself. Very uncharacteristic, like of James Harden. It was really weird to see that. Um, there are teams out there that I think that if he goes to, um, he can make an absolute immediate impact. I just think that Philly is not the answer, and I think by him opting out of this deal. He'll be able. So basically, you're giving up a lot of money short term, but you're getting more money long term. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, like I said, I mean, out, he's he's he'll be stupid. He'll be stupid to not opt into that deal because he's not going to see forty seven million dollars in the market. I promise you. No, he won't. But let's say like he opts out. Um, let's say he opts out of the deal, but signs for four years for like he could his max extension is. Uh, he'll be able to sign a. a um, four-year, $223 million max extension. I think if he does opt out, he could sign somewhere where, like, someone could offer him, like, four years, $160 million or $140 million. So... I just, I honestly don't know, like, where he'd go. And that's, and that's the thing, too, is, like, there will be teams that could offer... I don't him. see... I don't see a fit for him on a contending team. I think, I mean, obviously, obviously contending teams would be like, oh my God, James Harden's a free agent. Like we already have, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so. If we add James Harden, there's our big three. Right, right, right. But it's so, like, do you want to yeah, pay I don't know. Um, 40 plus million for a third, like a third for the big three? You know what I mean? Like it's. Yeah, I mean, unless other people on the team are willing to take like lesser, you know, less money to fund the move to bring him in. But even then, like the way he played, 
I if I was a general manager, I'm not touching James Harden. And the fact that like the minute for James Harden, the minute things start going wrong, he checks out. So like if we hit any adversity during the season, I'm not gonna have one of my best players. Nah, I'm out. But uh, what are the next people on the list? Um, well, I think obviously Miles Bridges. I think as you mentioned, Detroit's probably gonna be the one that does it. Detroit's been making some great front office moves. They they drafted pretty solidly. Um, I think it's definitely gonna be the next step for him. Uh, next three on the list: uh, DeAndre Ayton, restricted free agent. Uh, Jalen Brunson, restricted free agent, and Bradley Beal with a player option. All right, so DeAndre Ayton, I think he ends up in San Antonio. Yep, that's Don't been why that's, I, 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 I San Antonio move. Yeah, um, Brunson, I think takes the bag and goes to the Knicks. I saw that too, and uh, and I think offered. I think those are already reports. Yep. Those are already reports coming in that uh, Bradley Beal is going to opt in to Washington, which I don't know why. Yeah, don't after complain. After he was quoted as saying, "Don't complain if you can't win, or if you like." Yeah, I was about to quote that. Like, I don't want to hear the. Uh, my biggest regret is if uh, I don't win anything. Guess what, dude? You're living it. <laughs> yeah, like honestly, you're if you're if you are worried about not getting a ring. Don't sign with the Wizards. If you're just like grateful for playing in the NBA, cool, man. Hey, sign up for five years for $248 million for a max deal. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think anybody would blame you for it, but just don't have the narrative of like you want to want a ring, but you play for one of the worst Eastern Conference teams in the, in the NBA. So. I would, I think, but the last like three years now, people are like, "Oh my God, Bradley Beal, just do something, man, go somewhere else, like leave, please." Yeah, it's just kind of like, dude, he every off season there's trade rumors, and then he's like, "Nah, I'm gonna stay in Washington." <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Okay. Like, I mean, for that money, I mean, for that money, for that money, you might tempt me, but. But then I, I I sound very hypocritical saying oh, you know what I I would it would suck if I never win a ring but hey I'm gonna sign for five years over two hundred fifty million dollars and my second go to option is another guy who's a show himself Chris Porzingis yay me <laughs> <laughs> no, I, agree, I agree with you man um DeAndre Ayton um I have heard. Uh, San Antonio and also Atlanta. Um, so I think Jesus that Christ, that'd be terrifying. I, I think they're about to get Dejounte. They're about to get Dejounte Murray very soon. I uh, I think that Aiden is going to be gone. I don't think I don't think that Phoenix wants him anymore. I don't think that they've. I, I think they've stated now that they don't think he is worth a max contract. So it's pretty much all in all gone. Jalen Brunson to the Knicks. I don't think Dallas is going to compete with that. And Bradley Bill is going to re-sign um, unless something absolutely crazy happens last second, which probably won't happen. That's just kind of, you know, kind of there. All right, next three. for They're non, non, not as tier A as stars, but they still are great caliber players. Um, Colin Sexton, Anthony Simmons, Gary Payton. Um, Gary Payton, 
I think ends up with the Dallas Mavericks when Brunson leaves. I think it makes a lot of sense. Okay. Um, Anthony Simons is an interesting one. I could definitely see him re-signing as well in Portland, but you know, you're always going to be kind of like in game's shadow. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think uh, I think they're going to re-sign him. Honestly, I think if I think Portland wants to retain him and Nurkic. So I think that'll be a um, that'll be very interesting to watch. Who was the other guy you said? Colin Sexton. That's a good one, because I don't. I, I think I don't think he's gonna go back to Cleveland. That's a good one. He last um, year averaged sixteen points, two assists, three rebounds, but he tore his meniscus eleven game into his, this eleventh game last year. Um, but they. The Cavs made the play in tournament without him. Um, they are, which uh, which kind of surprising because you know obviously pretty much sucked when they you know when LeBron wasn't there. Uh, so they're not a bad team. They can still compete. I don't think that the Cavs want to spend a lot of money on Colin Sexton. I think that he he could go elsewhere. I really think I he see. could. Give me the Lakers. Okay. I I can see the Lakers making a good run for him, especially now that quote unquote Kyrie is staying in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know if Russell starts struggling, mm-hmm. you immediately insert Con Sexton as your starting your starting point guard. And like I said, he's averaging six. He was averaging sixteen a game. That's perfect production for a team that has Anthony Davis and LeBron James already. If you can give him 16, cool. Do you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that I, it's going to be... I or think, if Malcolm Brogdon, if Brogdon leaves the Pacers, I can see Con Sexton going to Indiana. What about... Um, I mean, there's... Even if the, Knicks, even the Knicks miss out on Brunson, too. I can see... I can see if the Knicks mix out on Jalen Brunson, they just go ahead. Like, you know what? We'll save some money and we'll just sign Con Sexton to a cheaper deal. Okay. Okay. Those definitely all sound good. Um, Gary Payton. Do I do one more set of players? Yeah, yeah. There's. I mean, these are not. These are honestly, bro. We don't have to because the next set are just absolutely dog shit. (laughs) I mean, it's it's the next set is Bruce Brown, Nicholas Claxton, and Dante DeVince. Dante DeVincenzo. Yeah. I, yeah, that's not bad. And those first two guys, Bruce Brown and Nick Claxton, those are two key bench pieces for the Brooklyn Nets. And if they're losing both of those guys because they have to take Kyrie's Irving contract uh-huh. as another fat L for the Brooklyn Nets, and they're both and Dante really young too. Exactly, and DiVincenzo, very good scrappy defender. Whoever gets him has a very good. Uh, He's actually a really good player, honestly. He was on that Bucks championship team. I like Dante DiVincenzo. I think we're. I think he's gonna be a good value signing for like a, a contending team. Well, all three. Well, all three of the. Well, Bruce Brown is an unrestricted, but Nick, but Claxton and Dante are both restricted. So, I don't think the Kings are gonna be able to afford someone who's gonna pay Dante, and the Nets definitely cannot afford. Someone's gonna give Nick Claxton a lot of money, and the Nets are just gonna make you know what? You can have him. Fuck it. I think get let the let the Miami Heat or. The Orlando Magic, go for it. Oh, 
What's that? I said no. No, I mean, <laughs> absolutely not. You don't want to. You don't want to put an offer in for Claxton. It is Kevin Durant, or don't do anything else with this team. We're fine the way we are. Yes, we can definitely mention that too. Um, I, I, it definitely is a rumor that was swirling around. I sent it to you today. It was heating up. I don't know if it's going to cool off now with uh, Kyrie obviously opting in. But before that all uh, transpired, uh, Kevin Durant and the Miami Heat front office were basically um, – it was heating up. I mean, there's no other way to put it. But the, the, the rumors were becoming more accurate than a rumor. And so – um, I think that KD and and Jimmy would have been fantastic to watch because I think what you guys would have had to give up, you probably had to give up Ty- Harrow, you probably had to give up Duncan Robinson and like maybe uh, one more player and then a couple draft picks, which again, having those two would have been perfectly fine. And then I think Kyle Lowry would have had to, he would have had to been gone somewhere. You're gonna have to cut that contract loose, anyways. Um, so let's just say for yeah. shits and giggles, man. Let's say let's let's say tomorrow comes around, or let's say let's say the thirtieth comes around, and you see, all right, in the Miami front office, you call Brooklyn, and we're like, all right, we want Kevin Durant, and what would it take? What would be a deal that you would probably give, like a realistic deal, and like or like what would make sense? Um. If I'm Sean Marks of the Brooklyn Nets, I'm going to be asking for Hero, Robinson, Gabe Vincent, and maybe your next two first-round picks to get Kevin Durant. If I'm ballsy, I would ask at another trade proposal, I would ask for Bam Adebayo, Duncan Robinson, uh, maybe a, another player, and one first-round pick. You're gonna have to definitely get some worth for it because you know you kind of you can't. You, I mean, Brooklyn has to admit they screwed up with with the with something. They screwed up going after Ben Simmons. They gave up too much. They gave up too much of the farm. They signed players who could who weren't healthy, who can't play for a full year, and they lost a lot of depth. And that was the reason why they were so good before is because they had depth. Now they're just kind of they suck. So they have to kind of, they have to recoup themselves. But I mean, that makes sense too. That, that makes sense. I think if they can't, if the Heat can get KD, bro, whew, I mean, I think Miami is going to make a. I'm fairly confident Miami is going to make a. They're going to make a run at a big name player, and it's going to have. It's probably going to have to be the trade market because if the way it's looking, like a lot of these guys are opting into their deals, yeah. which is smart because, you know, opting into your deals, you have a lot more money coming to you than you would get on the open market. And then you can just, you know, go piss off your team and ask for a sign-in trade so you keep your salary. Right, right, right. <laughs> which, I, you know, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm Bradley Beal, I'm going to be like, yeah, I'll opt in, but um, it ain't going to be playing here in the, in the fall. <laughs> yeah, agreed, man. But I think we covered a, t- a ton of free agency. I think we kind of got every cleared everything as again as as of June twenty seventh. Now it's at ten thirty at night. But um, so 
obviously throughout the week, you know, our, our social media, we will update like all of the uh, free agency uh, moves and the off season uh, rumors and things like that, which would be fun. But um, last topic of the day, dude, uh, this will be kind of a quick one, but um, a couple days ago, my dumbass, of the, my dumbass of the week. Oh yeah. We do have two, two more topics. Um, but first one, Arch Manning, the nephew of Peyton and Eli Manning, committed to Texas. Oh, man, um, freaking smart move, man. What um, what does this do for university for the for good old University of Texas, man? Welcome horns. That dynasty is coming back. Yeah, yeah I think Longhorns. Fo- Longhorns football is back, even this year, with Quinn Ewers and Bijan Robinson. That team could be a problem this year. That's uh that's gonna be a team that the thing is is with with the Manning name now attached to, to officially you know confirmed to Texas, you will start to see a lot a lot of five star recruits, four and five star recruits want to play for Texas. They want to play for him and with him because his name brings in a lot of eyes to those games. A lot of scouts. Oh yeah. A lot of a lot of, a lot of NFL scouts, a lot of just overall attention and the um I just can't wait for him to be the Jets quarterback in twenty twenty seven. I was talking to a buddy of mine today, bro. And I um I said I said, so he was a Bucks fan. He's a Bucks fan. I said, so what are you guys gonna do whenever, you know, Brady leaves? And he's like, you know what? We're literally just going to tank until Arch Manning makes it to the NFL. I was like, you're going to do it every year. He's like, yep, every single year. <laughs> Dude, honestly, if I'm the NFL, and we can talk about this next because it can be a lengthy discussion. Yep. They're going to have to put, they're gonna have to put some stipulations in place because I guarantee you there's going to be a lot of tanking teams the year Arch Manning or the, the year that we predict Arch Manning is going to declare for the NFL draft. Oh, yeah. there's. We're going to have – we're gonna have a record number of teams with like at least three or four wins. <laughs> We're gonna be like the Jets and Jags and have zero wins. The Jets might actually make the Super Bowl that year because we're gonna try it, but other teams aren't trying. <laughs> the Jets are going all in while twenty eight teams are trying to get three wins. <laughs> that's sign me up, man. Yeah, he said sign me up. That's that's pretty much it, man. And um Dan, you have your dumbass of the week. What is a? Uh, who is it? I have a f- I have a few um Ooh, people, few um, but I'm, I'm yeah no um my dumbass of the week goes to the entire Los Angeles Angels organization. <laughs> okay. So, so what happened was if you're living under a rock. We finally got our first big brawl in baseball in quite some time. It has been a while. Now, obviously, it's yeah. probably because of the whole, because of COVID going on. They were like, you can't be here. Yeah, maybe, maybe I don't want to breathe on you and stomp on your face. Oh but now that it's not that imagine? bad anymore, we're fighting. Can you imagine if there was a fucking brawl like right after COVID? Like, could you imagine, though, how <laughs> pissed people Half the team tested positive. <laughs> like, no, not, like, joking like that, but they're like, all right, guys, you guys can't be near each other. And then the first, like, first game, somebody throws a ball and it hits them in the hip, and they just an all-out team brawl. They're like, you know what? We're not playing this year. 
You guys want to ruin the fun for everybody. <laughs> yeah, right. But, um... So... The Angels had to plunk Jesse Winkler. Uh-huh. And it actually ended up coming out that the the pitcher, Ryan... I think... No, I don't think it was Ryan Tapera. Uh, I forgot. They they started an opener that day, and he plunks Winker. He plunk uh, plunks Jesse Winkler, and chaos ensues. Like punches, actually punches being thrown, people tackling, wrestling, everything you want in a baseball fight happened in there. The Angels took a fat L because it didn't really have to get to that point. Seattle pitched up and into Mike Trout the night prior. Everyone knows that. You know, the inside part of the plate is Mike Trout's weak zone. The Angels take it personally. The next day, they decide to, you know, start plunking some people. You know, they plunked Julio Rodriguez on the first pitch of the damn game. They issued warnings to the dugout. And then what happens in the second inning? The guy intentionally hits Jesse Winkler, and we get a ball. And now your manager is suspended for 10 games. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding, man. Yeah, dumbass, dumb asses of the week are the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, um, and as they continue their tailspin of a season. That's, but like you said, I think this was good for ba- I say good for baseball. It was just funny to see finally that it happened, and. Um, I went through I went through TikTok today and I saw Major League Baseball had made like well, like a post and it was somebody from the Angels uh dugout who threw like a thing of chips and one of the Mar- Oh the sunflower seeds. Yeah, yeah. And one of the Mariners players commented it was like that's commented some stupid sly shit. And it happened like hours after the brawl. They were like, Bro, ain't no way you're commenting right now, right? <laughs> oh, I got one more funny story before we go off the air. It's a really fast one. Um, after the after the brawl happened, uh, a Twitter fan of the Seattle Mariners door dashed a pepperoni pizza to Jesse Winkler in his locker room, or in the in the Mariners locker room. The DoorDash and she was tweeting out the whole thing. She got the DoorDash driver's Venmo and Cash App information. People on Twitter were sending the driver Venmos and cash apps, thanking him for dropping him, uh, dropping off Jesse Winkler pizzas, like in the locker room, this, this DoorDash driver, I think he made thousands of dollars just based on people sending him money. And then Jesse Winkler inboxed the person on Twitter saying, Hey, thanks for the pizza. I really appreciate it. But <laughs> like, that's freaking hilarious. <laughs> that's awesome, man. I think that's a great way to end the show, honestly, with a wholesome note. That's a great – that is a great way. Great way. But like you said, um, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Hour and ten minutes long, by the way. Um, Loving it, man. Whoop, whoop. Um, Dude, depending on how this free agency goes and how hopefully we get a spicy NBA uh, free agency coming up this week. If it comes through, bro, we might have to do an early episode. We, we might I'm hearing emergency podcast, emergency, emergency podcast. Yes. We might have to do yes. let's yeah. fucking do it. And the Yankees just won the game. That's how we fucking end the show. That's how you end the show. <laughs> I mean, fuck the Yankees. But either way, the point is, is, uh, is, uh, stay tuned guys. Be sure to do, to, to 
keep an eye on all of our social media again as we're going to post a absolute ton a ton of nba free agency stuff even if it's like the like snooze fest stuff at least if you guys want to listen to it or see it it's there for you but other than that thanks so much for listening uh, be safe and uh we will see you next week on uh our fourth of july episode yep all right have a good one guys adios